Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, welcome, folks. Welcome to the Heart of the Athletes, uh, the FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes radio show here on 94.1 FM KBXL. I'm Ken Lewis. I'm the director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And our special guest today is a volleyball player all the way from CUNA uh, and Napa, Idaho, Mahala Bradburn. Mahala, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, and you are now, you, 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 you played volleyball at CUNA High, uh, CUNA High School for your mom. Your mom was a head coach, Deb Bradburn. And you are at Idaho State University on the volleyball team there now. Is that right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I graduated from CUNA in 2018. And so I'll be a junior this upcoming fall for Idaho State. Wow. Entering your junior year. Wow. That's exciting. And we'll get into that in just a little bit and uh, get your forecasts, get your predictions for this year and and this fall and how things are going to go in the Big Sky Conference there in volleyball for you guys and the Bengals. Um, but Mahala, it's I know we've been wanting to get you on the the air here for a little bit, and it's it's great to uh, just to hear what God's been doing in your life. And um, you know, you've played volleyball your whole life, and of course, your mom was a coach. But tell us how you got involved in sports, and and was there were there were there some other sports that you were interested in when you were er- early on, and even maybe even high school too? Uh, tell us how you got involved in in sports and how how you got playing. Yeah, so um, my mom has been coaching everywhere, probably almost everywhere in the Valley at one point or another. Um, and she was the head coach for NNU um, when I was born. And so um, from when I literally came out of the womb, <laughs> she was having me um, in ball carts, just pushing me around during practices and stuff. Um, and so I've just literally been immersed in the volleyball world ever since I was born. Um, and I remember I would go to practices with her, um, after she left NNU and then, um, went to coach at CUNA, I would go to practices there and I'd play against the wall the whole time, um, while her team was practicing. Um, so I was just in that culture and, um, I wasn't really exposed to other sports. I think like if she would have coached a different sport, that would probably have been the sport that I ended up playing just because I was around it so much, but it was volleyball for me. So that was exciting. Um, I remember I played my first year of club when I was nine years old, I played for a 12s team. Um, and then that was really the first year I played good volleyball and like organized volleyball. That wasn't just me kind of having fun and playing against a wall or something. Um, and then, yeah, I played for the CUNA club up through middle school. And then, um, in high school, I started to play for Idaho crush on their national team, which was really fun. We got to travel all over the U.S. playing national tournaments um, and competing at really high levels. And um, in in high school, I also ran track. So I did 400, 200, and then relays, like the medley relay, the 4x2, the 4x4. Um, And I really enjoyed track. Um, I I kind of wanted to uh, run track and play volleyball in college if I could. but by junior year of high school, it was just too kind of too much to do track season, like go to practice after school for track from like 3 to 5 p.m. 
um, and then play, go to uh, club practice from like seven to nine and then like do homework and everything. So it was just kind of too much. So junior year of high school, I just decided to just play volleyball. So in season in the fall and then club in the spring and not do track anymore. But those are the two sports I played and then went on to play college volleyball. Wow, that's fun journey. Now I know your dad, your dad ran track at Boise State. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he had he was part of a relay record there for quite some time. And, and Yeah, uh, I think he still holds one of the records there, or holds a record with his team or something, yeah. Wow, that's great. And your mom played volleyball at Montana State Billings, is that correct? Yep, she was a middle, which is kind of funny because she's probably like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, um, but she's a middle middle hitter if anybody – listening knows about volleyball like middles are usually six one or taller so um she for sure had some hops but yeah she played there wow that's cool well and i know you've been involved in fca for a long time too um i know your mom and dad uh helped put the bowl breakfast together they were on that team for uh, for a while and then and you guys still help out you every year you and your mom come out with some more CUNA folks, Lori Weatherby as well. And you guys help greet or, or do whatever we need done at the bowl breakfast. But I remember we used to have uh, uh, meetings over at your, your dad and mom's house on Sunday nights in October and November, just praying for the teams coming in and, and my daughters would come and, and especially Sarah, she's your age. And, and they, you guys would, you guys would be playing somewhere in the house and we'd be, putting together envelopes and doing bowl breakfast planning and praying. So uh, you've been involved in FCA for a while, haven't you? Yeah, I think, I think we calculated it last summer. Um, and the amount of camps that my mom and I have been to together, I think it was 14 total. Wow. So That's yeah, I was great. in junior huddle, you know, when um, she just brought me along before I could be a camper. I was in junior huddle. Um, and then was a camper and I'm a huddle leader. So yeah, it's been 14 years ever since her first year. She just brought me along. So yeah, that's, it's been such a blessing to have your family, you and your family involved with the fellowship of Christian athletes here in Idaho and uh, ministering mm-hmm. to so many different folks. And what has it been for you? How, how has God used FCA in your life to strengthen your walk with him, your daily walk with Jesus? Um, I just remember before FCA camp was at NNU, um, it was in, I think somewhere in Oregon was like the first couple years of camp. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember that's, that's when I started going and we would bus to Oregon. Um, and so I remember I gave my life to Christ, um, at one of those camps. I don't remember like how long ago it was, but probably between, 10 and 13 years ago, because, um, that's how, you know, 10 plus years is how long it's been at NNU. Um, and so I remember like I gave my life to Christ at an FCA camp. And so that right there is already, you know, a really big reason why FCA is super influential. Um, but also just having FCA be a part of every summer and then having a huddle to go to in high school, uh, which was a blessing. Um, I think they've just kind of been almost like a second family. Um, so anytime I'm around FCA people or go to an FCA event or anything involved with that, um, it just kind of feels at home. Um, and especially like here at Idaho state, we have an amazing FCA program. 
And that was something that I was looking for when I was getting recruited because um, that's really important. And so that, that's that been really helpful too, being an only child and leaving home, um, just leaving my family behind to go to college um, and then stepping into FCA here in college and kind of feeling at home in mm. a new place. Um, I think that's really been a blessing too. But I would just say like it, it's just kind of a second home and it's um, in, like it's initially what led me to Christ in the first place. Um, so it, it always does that every summer kind of leads you back hmm. to Christ. So. Wow. Praise God. Well, um, ISU, what, what position are you playing there at, on the, at Idaho state university there in Pocatello? So I'm libero here. And for those that don't know a lot about volleyball, why don't you explain that position real quickly? Yeah. So, um, Six people are on the court in volleyball. Um, you rotate clockwise. That's like kind of a simple way to explain it. There's a lot of complexities, but uh, libero will play six rotations, but they only play back row. So they'll play the three rotations that they are back row, and then they'll come back in for a hitter that is rotating back row, and they'll just start back row again. Um, so they play six rotations back row, and one of the hitters will serve for them. Um, on one of those rotations. And so they're supposed, they wear the different color Jersey. If you watch volleyball, that's what the libero is. Um, and they're technically just like the back row leader, the back row captain, um, and usually the passing leader of the team. Um, and then my freshman year, I played DS, which is just um, kind of just another defensive player that will go in for a hitter back row, but just three rotations. So not the full six. So yeah, Libero just wears a different color jersey. That's the easy way to remember it. But they're they're always in the game. So yeah. And and Idaho State, um, you I know you had you were looking at some other schools too, um, and uh, there were some other schools interested in you. But why did you choose? I you you mentioned you know they they had a strong um, FCA presence on campus there for that fellowship, that family, that community. Um, but where, where were some of the other places that were interested in that you might, might have gone that you were interested in? Yeah. Um, I was kind of more with the mindset of, well, I'm going to see who reaches out to me, um, because I'm not sure like what, what I'm able to contribute. I'm not sure what my skill level is. And so I'm going to see like what coaches look at me and say, oh, you'll fit nicely into our program. And so then I know, okay, like they want me. I'm not just like trying to go somewhere where I'm not wanted, I guess. Um, And that's not necessarily like the right way of doing it or anything. Like I know plenty of people that, um, you know, reach out and go for their dream school. And I think that's great. But my mindset was more of like kind of seeing who would be interested in me and who would think that I could play at that level. Um, And so actually a lot of big sky schools, reached out. Um, and then I started communicating with them. So Idaho state was one. And then I was also looking at uh, university of Montana and, um, yeah, that's pretty much the two main, those are pretty much the main two ones. Um, I was looking at Montana state a little bit also. Um, and then like Abilene Christian was kind of just out there, um, in Mm. Texas. That was another one that I was looking at. Um, and then a couple of Utah schools too were just um, ones that showed some interest. So, 
Wow, that's cool. Well, it's neat that how God puts you at I, ISU, and uh, and we're glad you're in Idaho still too. <laughs> well, well, folks, if you're just uh, joining us here this morning, we're visiting with Mahala Bradburn, uh, uh, volleyball player at Idaho State University there in Pocatello, and former CUNA. Uh, volleyball player, CUNA High School. So, Mahela, um, wanted to, you know, uh, we've we've got FCA camp that just got done um, last week. Um, normally, it goes, it takes place the last week of June, and we had you as a coach and a huddle leader again this year, and, and camp was a little different this year. We had a day camp, started 8.30 in the morning, went to 9, or, 8, or 3.30 in the afternoon, we had it in Napa Christian. We weren't at NNU, so we, we didn't have the college campus. But for you, what did you see and what, what did you like with this year's camp? Yeah, I think, first of all, I was, it was just such a blessing to be able to have a camp in any capacity. I know when I first heard we didn't have camp and it got canceled in June, um, I was really sad about it and um, had a hard time with the news just because that's such an important part of my summer. And I know, especially with the craziness of the world, like I really needed that place. Um, and so it was, it was a blessing to be able to have um, even just that three day camp to just have a taste of it again um, for part of my summer. But I think because like, I don't remember exactly like 300, 400 kids is usually kind of how many we have at normal FCA camp. Um, and then we had like 50 <laughs> at the smaller camp. Um, so I think the smaller numbers initially, I think everyone was kind of like, how are we going to do this at such a small scale? Like, what does it look like? How is it different? Um, but to me, I think it really increased just the relationships that were built and like the level of intimacy with um, huddles and coaches and, um, and everybody that was there. I know with the normal camp, usually I'm just involved with volleyball and my huddle. And so I know the other coaches and like we know names and stuff, but um, I've never really had a conversation or made a relationship with like the football coaches or um, some of the football campers or football huddle leaders, you know, or basketball or other sports um, just because it's so big. And so um, each sport and each huddle kind of does their own thing and that's their job. Um, but at this one, I thought it was really cool how I had a conversation with probably everybody there. Um, and then we had like co-ed teams on top of um, same sex teams. Um, and so it was really cool how like the co-ed dynamic was different too, where I could kind of be a huddle leader for um, some of the young like high school guys and then also girls. I thought that was a cool dynamic. Um, but I think it just really increased the amount of relationships that were built um, because I talked to all of the coaches that helped out. Um, they asked me about my season, like we had conversations. It wasn't just like a passing hello, like hope you're having a great time at football or hope you're having a great time at basketball. Um, and they likewise said like, hope you're having a great time at volleyball. It was more like, hey, like come, come play this game with us, come join us, um, praying for you for your season, things like that. So I think um, it was just such a, such a close environment. And I saw God like really um, handpick the kids that were there and handpick the coaches that were there. And he always does that, but it was at just a smaller, more intimate level. And I thought it was like really special. The people that really needed to be there were there um, during the time of kind of the world yeah. craziness. That's yeah. It's been crazy. Hasn't it? Um, 
You know, folks, we, 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 as Mihaela's talking about this, uh, you know, we had a, a great time of worship in the afternoon, right after lunch, we had a big 60 foot yurt outside and it kind of had a camp feel to it. <laughs> and, uh, it was, uh, having worship outside under a tent, a big, big tent or yurt. And, um, uh, we're grateful for Napa Christian, uh, aren't we, Mahela? Just for them letting us use their campus, their football field, and track there at Napa Christian in Napa. And um, actually, if you go to FCI, FCA Idaho Facebook, we're getting some uh, pictures from camp on there. So you can go and take a look at that and what we did. So I don't know. Maybe we found a new model of camp, Mahela. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. I think just the amount of connections was so much greater than usual just because it was a smaller, um, smaller group of people. And we, and you mentioned the, the co-ed, you had huddles that were same gender and, and around the age, same ages of those campers, but then also the teams were co-ed and, and multi-aged as well. They're seventh through 12th grade. We played some crazy competitions, crazy games, didn't we? What was your favorite out of those three days? Uh, we had some, what, what we had what castle ball we played castle ball which that was kind of a new one mm-hmm. and then we had the football was the last day yeah circle rules football and then we had ultimate pool noodle what were your what was your highlight out of those three competitions i personally liked the last day i like circle rules football um just because, I mean, my, my co-ed team won the whole thing. And so that was really exciting. Um, I'm super competitive. I realized I should probably tone it down a little bit. Um, I realized how competitive I really am at that, at that camp with, like, co-ed teams. I was just going crazy. But, um, yeah, we won, which was really fun. Um, and so I kind of remember that the most. But um, I really liked just that it wasn't, it wasn't just – let's play basketball or let's play football or let's play volleyball. Like it kind of, each of the games kind of combined a lot of, a lot of different sports and put them together. So again, it was just kind of more unified and kind of brought everybody together. And it wasn't like us against you necessarily. It was more like, let's all come together and like compete because we've missed this for so long. Um, So I think that was my favorite part was just like, um, competing with high school athletes that, you know, had their seasons canceled. and I had my spring season canceled. So we're in different stages of life, but we're largely going through like the same things. Um, so it was cool to just kind of come together emotionally, but also just like physically playing the game and like being able to compete next to each other again. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, about the spring and I know your, your workouts and your spring, uh, you know, your spring workouts and, and team gatherings and all those things that you guys normally do probably got, uh, you know, uh, canceled as well. And, um, and then here, here we're looking at this, you know, uh, maybe a delayed season this fall with some of the fall sports around the Northwest and Idaho as well. How is God's word and, and how is God, helped you get through this Mihaela as a college athlete uh finishing up your sophomore season this last year and now going into junior year what what is how has God what has he been saying to you and how is he how has the Lord how has Jesus encouraged you um in in this time 
Well, first of all, I feel like, I mean, even preparing for this interview and being excited about it, you know, I had like thoughts coming through my head, like, well, make sure like you get it all together. Make sure that you, you know, write out what you want to say, make sure that you um, kind of appear like, you know, you have it all together because you, you need to do that in order to speak into people's lives. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the number one thing that was kind of on my heart to share, especially through all of this is um, like what, what an illusion it is that in the faith world and, you know, among believers that we have to have it all together because that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that was really on my heart. Um, and I remember we, we were supposed to have spring break the last week of March and then two weeks before the end of March, we got an email out of the blue that just said, campus is closing, sports are canceled. You have an extra week of spring break. And as like, as um, break goes on, we'll send you more email updates to let you know what, um, what will follow those two weeks off. And it was just out of the blue. There was no, um, no even idea that, that would happen. And so there wasn't, I'm, I'm a planner and I like to prepare. And so it was kind of um, really hard to just take that news because I wasn't prepared for it and I didn't have really like a plan of attack or anything to um, help myself get through it. Um, so I think like I, I, went, I went home, um, spent the spring break with my family, decided to come back and finish school. It was all online but finish it in Pocatello where Idaho state is. I didn't stay home to finish the semester um, because I had, I had a few people here that were really important to me that I wanted to stay with and um, be with, but I also had a large majority of my friends move back home. Um, and so even though I had a few people here, I think the ongoing theme was just loneliness and isolation. Um, all of my roommates, I moved into a new house and out of my apartment and my apartment roommate had gone home. Um, and no one in the house that I moved in was here anymore. So I was living on my own. Um, and then I would see people every now and then, but not all the time. And I wasn't living with anyone. So just loneliness and um, feeling isolated from everyone was kind of a big theme also. Um, and I remember just reading um, in Deuteronomy one, one morning. Um, it's Deuteronomy 31.6. And it just says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Hmm. And especially that last line. um, I think I've read that verse a million times probably in my faith walk. But I think um, just skimming over it. Like, yeah, he'll never leave me. But the word never is just like so encouraging, especially in a season where you feel so alone and you are honestly really alone. Um, in the world's eyes, like he will never leave you. Like it's a promise. It's not like, oh, he'll he'll be with you every now and then. Like if if you, he'll always answer your call. It's not even that. It's just he literally never departs from you. Like he is with you. He's one with you. Um, and so that was really encouraging to know that I wasn't really alone, even if I didn't have people around me. Like I had him with me. Um, and so definitely, though it is, it's a battle, and it still is. It's really hard. Um, just the unknown is really hard. And so uh, one other verse that I've like clung to my whole life, um, not just during the season, but it rings true, is uh, Psalm fifty fifteen, And um, it just says, call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you and you will honor me. 
Mm. Um, and so just a reminder that like God is, God is listening and he's there. And so, yes, he, he understands like that it's difficult and that this, um, is a hard season, but it's part of his plan. And, um, if we turn to him, like he has peace and, Mm. um, just love. And I mean, all the things that we feel like we're missing from connections with people, like he has those for us, um, to just take, to just turn to him. I think those are the key points and the key things that I've learned is you don't have to have it all together. (laughs) And, um, you know, when, when you can be real and open with other people about what you're going through, um, that's really more genuine than appearing like there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong. Um, and asking for help is so important. And then also just that you aren't alone because even if you don't have anyone else, like God is there and he's there to call upon when you're, when you need him. That is so good. Wow. Time has flown by, hasn't it? (laughs) We're out of time, but I I just want to tell you, thank you for taking time. I know you're in Pocatello. You just got down there. You're, you guys are getting ready for workouts and the season to uh, team meetings and workouts to begin. But Mahela, we're going to be praying for you and uh, we appreciate all that you do for FCA and thank you for being involved there at Idaho State as well. And we'll be praying for you that God will do just great and incredible things through you this season with your team there in Pocatello at ISU. And thanks again. Thanks again for being on the show today and appreciate you. Love your family. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You